On today's episode of Lockdown Spartans, Michigan State wins a basketball game technically. Let's talk about it. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Lockdown Spartans. Today's episode is brought to you by Bill Bar. Go to BillBar.com, use promo code Lockdown, and you'll get 20% off your next order. It is Monday, February 8th. The year is 2021. I'm your host, Will Hunter, joined by my filthy, stinking, rich after Super Bowl weekend bets co-host, Matt Sheehan. Uh, the kindergarten bet did hit uh, very quickly in the game, so I had that going for me at least. Nice. I'm very, uh, I'm very proud of you. Beyond that, nothing has gone well. Uh, but hey, that, that's okay. That's okay. Uh, we're just going to talk about that one win for the next 365 days. So that's There it. you go. You know what I have to say to that, Matt? Talk to me, Will. Pull up your pants, take off the bra, and be a man! <laughs> you know, the, the, the most upsetting performance of the entire Super Bowl is the streaker going down at the one-yard line. Oh, my God. Like, giving himself score. up at the one-yard line. Like, dude, are you kidding me? You, you're you doing something sensational right now. Like, yeah, you're going to go to jail. You're going to be fined to the moon. But man, if, if you're going to commit to this, go the full 100 yards and reach the other end zone. Don't slide at the one, dude. Come on, man. You're, you're wearing a woman's pink one-piece bathing suit. No, yeah, it's a bo- st- it was a Borat bathing suit. It was a thong thing. Oh, it was? Oh, yeah, man, it was the old right banana hammock. Okay. Wow, yeah, it was shoot. right up his butt. It was, I mean, it was like a big one-piece over the shoulders, but it... It was a thong in the back. It was and you go down at the one yard line that got up, man. Like, listen, hey, Chiefs only got absolutely blitzed, but that's nowhere near as embarrassing as <laughs> that guy was going down no. at the one yard line, yeah. dude. Finish the job. Finish the job, pull, dude. Pull up your pants, take off your bra, mm-hmm. and be a man. Yeah, come on. <laughs> Kevin all, Harlan. All time call. Is as good at his job or better at his job than anyone else in the history of jobs. He, he sells everything, yeah. He could, like, broadcast you go to the grocery store to pick up milk and bread, and he would make yeah. it sound electric as hell. Yeah. No, no doubt. He is. Oh, he's fantastic. Uh, well, on today's show... 30 minutes won, of Drew Stanton and Will Golston talk well. They won, yeah, Will Golston, Super Bowl champion. Drew Stanton, Super Bowl champion. That's right. Drew Stanton and Brian Hoyer both mentoring Tom Brady to the Super Bowl wins <laughs> at some talk point in their career. It. Let's talk about it. Let's have a dialogue. Let's have... A dialogue. No, uh, we're going to talk about our uh, super fun and inspiring basketball team. Yeah, okay, fine. I, I, I don't even have like a quippy one-liner for that. Just great. Okay. They won, Matt. Technically, yeah, they won. Um, it was sure. a win. A yep. win's a win. Uh, yeah. At this point, a win is a win. And uh, depending on how long we go on basketball, we may talk a little bit about Traveris Tillman uh, at the end because we still have not gotten <laughs> to his hire yet as Michigan State's cornerbacks coach. So that's what we're going to do here on today's episode. Reminder to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. You can find Locked On Spartans wherever you get your podcast. We do this every single day, five days a week, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. Matt, I have a question. Yeah, hit me, man. If your basketball team has... Three Big Ten wins, and two of those Big Ten wins are against Nebraska. Is your team good? How many games into the season am I, am I Will? Am I, am I four games into the season, three games into the season, or am I uh, ten games into my conference you season? You are ten games into the season. Ah, shoot. Yes. Um, 
You know, yeah, I guess if you scored more than 66 points against Nebraska your second go-around, especially after the Cornhuskers take a month-long break, seemingly, from the game of basketball, yeah, I'd feel pretty good if it was higher than 66 total team points, Will. No, Um, you did not. It was 66. mm, Shoot. Okay, Mm. right on the nose, huh? Uh, Yep. Well, I... I'm I'm not feeling too hot about this. I'm feeling hot about like some things for sure. Like, hey, Bingham, you know what? Apologies hey. for all the slander earlier. You're actually <laughs> hey. playing some damn fine basketball, young man. Um, yeah. yeah. You know what, though? Uh, it kind of just really tails off after that, Will, doesn't it? Uh, that, well, that one little nice nugget doesn't uh, make up for Hauser just being, once again, not, not here. Um, well, he didn't play. He wasn't playing in that game. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, uh, yes. he was out. Zero points. That's right. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm assuming he didn't play. Yeah. Um, says he had, he got 14 minutes and took mm. three shots and missed them all and had a rebound, one rebound. That is one rebound for a six foot nine power forward uh, in 14 minutes and had two turnovers and fouled out. It says that, but I'm just I'm going to assume that's wrong and he just didn't play. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm like starting a... to crack. Like I'm, I'm starting to not be able to like do like the whole joking bit now because man, this is upsetting. <laughs> this is upsetting and alarming, man. Um, I guess not alarming. We already knew this with our team, but every what game alarm? you're hoping like, all right, maybe this is the game they turn around. Maybe this is the game they turn around. Okay, hey, it's Nebraska who hasn't beaten a Division One team since December first. Maybe this is the game that some players turn it around. It's like. No, we walked away from this game feeling somehow even worse about yeah. uh, two players of our big three in uh, Mark Watts and Joey Hauser. Like, oh, no, we have gone backwards against all odds here. <sighs> Matt, I well, have something to read to you that is yeah, – I'm, I'm just going to cut right to the chase. Yeah, hit me, man. It's going to make you feel really, really awful. That's the kind of stuff I like, so, yeah, go for it. Okay. Yep. This is from – Moban at McMath. I can't say his name. McMathketball. Yeah. McMathketball. M C Math Ketball. Moban. You should follow him if you're an MSU fan. He's a, fun, he, he, like he's a great follow. Yep. Yeah, he's, he's funny and he knows hoops and he always finds little interesting tidbits. Anyway, he tweeted this out after the game. Rocket Watts currently has a 76.2 offensive rating on 23.1% usage in conference play. That is the worst among Big Ten players above 20% usage since Ken Palm started showing conference-only splits in 2013-2014. That bad, huh? That bad? As bad as it's ever... As bad as a a player with mid to high usage has ever been at offense in Big Ten games. I I can't believe it's gotten to this point. Listen, hey, I know that they tried my point guard and, like, that didn't go well, but Mm -hmm. I can't believe, like, he hasn't even rebounded a little from that ever since they've trotted him back out of the two, man. And listen, I I get that Izzo yells and whatnot, and I'm sorry I'm going off a little tangent here, but, like, I'm already just sick of that. It's like, oh, well, Izzo just yells at Rocket, and this isn't how you coach kids these days. It's like... This is absolutely how you coach kids these days. Like, he just won three straight conference titles in a row. Like, he made Cassius an NBA pick. Like, and let's also not just gloss over the main point here of the whole, oh, Izzo yells at kids thing. Do you think any of these players are surprised that Izzo yells at them? Like, I think it's pretty well documented how Izzo coaches. I, and no one is forced to go to Michigan State. I think they all know what they're signing up for and the kind of coaching they're going to receive here. I don't think that is entirely. Mark Watt's issue here is that Izzo yells at him sometimes. Like, so no, and save me those takes, please. 
Well, and if you just look at like the last stretch of his, how he closed out his freshman season, like uh, it was yeah. obvious he had taken a step. Oh uh, yeah, he still wasn't totally exactly what you wanted efficiency wise. Uh, but he was night and day from where he started his freshman year. Night and day, it was. He was he was shooting it much better. He was much more confident. Yeah, um, his defense hitting was great. the three I mean, much yeah. better. You know, finish twenty one points, thirteen points, eighteen and nineteen. And it's not just all volume stuff. You certainly want some efficiency, but every single game, and that four game stretch to close out the season had an offensive rating over a hundred and three. Hundred and three was his lowest. So mm-hmm. for him, certainly much more efficient than he had been. Had the great game against Illinois as well uh, at the second week of February, February eleventh. So the way he sort of started the season just about as bad as you could in terms of like welcome to college basketball and he hit like one of his first 15 shots as a college basketball player just to see the growth and stuff like that like I'm not gonna Mm. buy that him getting yelled at by Tom Izzo is somehow the root cause of this like I think it's kind of probably probable I'm I, saying probably in front of that is redundant. It's probable. This is my theory. It's probable that this is the first true basketball wall he has crashed into in his life. Oh, I think that's safe to say. Yeah, yeah. And I agree with you. That's that's a tough thing. Um, it's a long it's not wall to, too, man. It's a multiple week, multi month yeah. long. And it's wall it's too. not to yeah, and it's not to say like oh I think he'll get out of it or. I don't know. Anything like you just don't know. <laughs> Not you this don't year. know. Yeah. Like some dudes crash and burn and some dudes crash burn and then rise like a phoenix. <laughs> like it just you never really know until you get to the extreme level. Like everyone has an upper limit to their abilities and you don't know until you crash into it. <laughs> and I'm not for certain saying that this is it for Rocket, but this is probably the first time in his life he is legitimately feeling like, is this it? Am I am I done right now? Is this me playing my last meaningful games at Michigan State? Am I about to crash and burn? Like that sort of self doubt. There's a very real chance that it's creeping in on him. Has been creeping in on him like this for the first time in his life on a basketball court. My man needs an off season, big time. Yeah, big. No one can benefit from an off season more than Rocket right now. Probably, yeah. quite literally. In all of college basketball, as you read that Ken Palm stat from earlier. Yeah. That's a tough one, man. It's a tough one. All right, we'll keep talking about this team. And... Woo! Big win, guys. Yeah! Yay! Uh, <laughs> what a miserable podcast after a win. <laughs> I know. Well, it's freaking... No, it's fair, though. It's fair. First it's a fair. word from BetOnline.ag. Super Bowl is done. What a crap game it was. But we've got NBA and college basketball to drag us through the last couple of months of the winter here. Thank God. And if you want to bet on those, there's only one place that has you covered. One place we trust. That's betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag. Use promo code LOCKDOWN for your 50% welcome bonus. Matt, did you have a prop bet you took that was just a a painful loss? Like, did you go under on the anthem after someone leaked the recording? I stayed as far away from the anthem as possible (laughs) after the the leaked recording big time. Um, It it was an under recording, I believe, and then it smashed the over. Oh, Blittery is still going on. Yeah, like they were still in the background during the entire game. No, the the, the one that I took uh, 
was Sarah Thomas, of course, the first female uh, referee of the Super Bowl. Uh, she did not get knocked down. I had her get knocked down at seven to one odds, and not only did I take a loss on that, but not, now I just feel like a mean guy for even betting on that <laughs> in the first good. place. And, and like the throws of the excitement of prop betting, like I was like, oh yeah, let's do it. That's right, get her to the ground. But now I'm like, ah oh, man, I. Oof. It's a bit much. Now, now that I have clarity, like post gambling clarity, I'm like that. That was not, not not good of me. Yeah, I'm, I'm better than that. Am I, though? Actually, probably not. No, I don't well, think I am, actually. All right. Well, if you want to uh, shake off that Super Bowl loss, you can do it. You don't have to sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use promo code LOCKDOWN to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today. It's a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories in sports with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. Okay. Yeah. Um, where do you want to steer the car now, Will? Uh, Let's. Got... Okay. We, we did some misery. Let's real quick. Say some good things. I've got good things to tie with misery, kind of. If like, okay, and it's Marcus Bingham, of course. Like he he, he yeah. played well. He was yeah. alert on defense. Three steals, two player. blocks. Like he, he zero fouls. Like he wasn't his uh, limbs were flailing all over the place. He wasn't reckless out there. Man, um, he had he had five stocks mm-hmm. in thirteen minutes. I know. And, like, sure, that lawn two was kind of ill-advised, but it, A, it went in, and B, like, if, okay, if we're punishing lawn twos all of a sudden now, like, are you kidding me? Then why are these guys... And he took a three nice. off of, nice. he, t- he took a three off a baseline out of bounds where he got wide open in the corner. I know. Like... I know. And look, 13 minutes a game. Like, <laughs> I don't... I don't know what else he wants to see. And this isn't like, oh, well, hey, Kithier played good in the second half. Like, no, Kithier was literally just in the locker room the entire second half. Like, just sick. If I know if you could Body use someone else for minutes, like, hey, how about your guy that's playing really good at the five? Being like, I don't know what else you have to see on, on top of his short sample size. That was pretty damn good. And listen, yeah. hey, like, this is a kid that I've dogged on earlier this year. Like, it, oh, yeah. it's it, he is just like a different player now from where he was like two, three, four weeks ago. I mean, it. Well, we've talked about it, or maybe I just wrote about it and we didn't talk about it. When Marcus Bingham's on the floor, Michigan State's defense is, like, best in the country good. If you just, like, honestly, go back and watch that game, the minutes he's in, if you DVR'd it, and you can go fast. You can fast forward just the defense when Bingham's on the floor. Even when he doesn't get blocks, which he got plenty of. He had two blocks and three steals. Even when he doesn't get a block, get a hand on the shot, watch him alter everyone's path to the rim, and when they put the ball up around the rim. It is... If they put the ball up around the rim. It's comical. Yeah, it is. He just totally alters the way opponents can attack the rim, and and if you've followed any of my work, any of our work, we have talked a ton about how this team defensively is just absolutely getting killed on twos. They've gotten better, but they're still 108th in the country defensively in two-point percentage against. In conference play, they're the 11th worst team on two-point defense. Like They're the number one three-point shooting defense in the conference in conference games, but they're 11th in two-point defense, and it's because Marcus Bingham doesn't play enough <laughs> Like because he's just like the biggest defensive factor they have. Here's his final stat line. 13 minutes, offensive rating of 141. <laughs> Six points, two for three on twos, 0 for one from three, hit both free throws that he took. One offensive rebound, three defensive rebounds for four total rebounds, an assist, zero turnovers, two blocks, three steals. That's 13 minutes. Double that just as like a normal 26-minute rotation. He goes for 12 and 8 
couple assists, and 10 blocks and steals. It's not really fair to double those, but, like, even two blocks and three yeah. steals in 25 minutes is phenomenal. Like, and he, and he sees 13 minutes. Well, of course, and, like, everyone's been dying just to see anything from the five position, too, and you finally see yeah. something from it. Hey, it's nice, cool. It's just Nebraska. Maybe let's give him the additional run that he wouldn't get against a, a normal opponent, but no. Like, hey, sit over here. Now we're going to... Trot Marble out there and, and Sissoko out there, which, hey, fine, each their own. Like, they're, they're fine players, but, man, like, this is a position. I I don't know if this is our 58th time talking about it or 59th time talking about it, but, man, like, we're dying for anything from the center position. Like, yeah. we're, we're not asking a lot here. We're just asking for, like, baseline competence, and, like, Marcus gave us a shade over that mm-hmm. on Saturday, and now here we are just giving them thir- thir- 13 minutes. Okay, yeah. and cool. Thank I, you. I hear... <laughs> The turnover rate is certainly too high for someone who doesn't use the ball as much as he does. I hear it. You, you I, I take that you. with the whatever. It's it's part of like yeah, you kind of like have to live with it. And he's not shooting it well. You're not going to get the perfect center this year. Like way the pros with yeah. the cons, guys. <laughs> whatever you get from Marcus Bingham offensively is honestly gravy. And I hear a lot about like his defensive rebounding stuff, and he should be better. He should be better. That's, he should be a very good rebounder this year, right? Um, but he's he's got the third highest defensive rebounding percentage on the team. We've talked about it. Kithier, the other center option, is eleven and a half percent. That's his defensive rebounding percentage. Bingham's twenty two point four. Julius Marbles at seventeen. Uh, Sissoko's at twenty eight point six. I know much there more limited sample size. Yeah. Uh, right. And then Hauser's at twenty six point eight. So like, it's not outstanding, but it's fine. It's good enough. Like if That's he's out there with need, house, we need good enough. <laughs> we just need yeah. fine at this point. He, it's it's close to a top one hundred defensive rebounding percentage in the country. It's close. It'd be like one thirty. It's fine. Right. It's fine. Right. It's not a reason to not play him. It's not a reason to play him thirteen minutes a game, especially when you consider the impact he has at altering shots at the rim. Do you want to guess what oh. his block percentage is? I don't, I, don't, I don't really know like what a good one is. Like this is a okay. stat that I can't even fetch a guess. Yep. Like what mediocre, yep. mediocre okay. would be. So I'm gonna throw out the number one because it's an outlier. The number one is 17.23 percent in the country. That's the highest black percentage. Healthy. Yeah. Yeah. The number two is 14.25. Then it's 14.24, 14.23, th- high 13s. You get it. But yeah, it's yeah. it really okay. It condenses down. So we'll throw out the 17. It's an outlier. 14. 0.25 is the highest block percentage from qualified players. What do you think okay. Marcus Bingham's block percentage is? That wasn't far from my first guess that I was going to try it out there. I was going to go okay. with like 12%, I think. Okay. Marcus Bingham's 14.7%. Okay, then. All right. <laughs> if he, there you have it. If, yeah, if he played 40% of the minutes, which he is at 24, you have to play 40% of your team's minutes to qualify for that stat for the leaderboard on Ken Palm. He does not. But if he did, he would be number two in the country in block percentage. Man. Okay. Number two. Well, let's make sure that we get him uh, 14 minutes a game uh, yep. next time coming it's, up. It's definitely so when you want to play a quarter of the minutes. I also thought he wasn't great, but I thought Josh Langford did a nice job just sort of like dragging his teammates with him a little bit. Sure. Um, yeah. He shot it pretty well, right? 18 points on 12 yeah. shots. Four you're gonna, six from three, yeah. Yeah, you're going to be really happy about that. Three turnovers, not thrilling. But 
Honestly, Josh, you turn it over a few times, you hit four threes, we'll take it. I mean, MSU had four <laughs> guys with three turnovers. Like, if, if yeah. one of the, like we'll, we'll excuse you if you could also add 18 yeah. points to those three turnovers, fine. Well, Rocket had five, so they had four. Uh, I know. Yeah. yeah, Malik had three, Henry had three, Langford had three, Malik's and Rocket had five. Too, man. 22 turnovers mm-hmm. against a team that doesn't really force turnovers. You love to see it. But no, it was nice to see Josh hit a bunch of shots. It was. It was nice, and just like not make every single shot like a lawn two with his heel on the three point arc. Like that was also mm-hmm. pretty neat too. I mean, six three point attempts. Yeah, that's that's what it should be from Josh Langford this year. Yeah, um, without a doubt. God, <clears throat> ESPN autoplay ads every single time. I click on Malik Hall's page to look up his game logs, and my <laughs> eardrums are are liquid now. They are jello. God, um, nice to see Gabe Brown back too, and he he yeah, had good oh, energy. Totally, totally. Yeah. Grab seven rebounds, which for him is, yeah, for him is like, oh, okay. And if you know, he took two threes, he missed them both. Usually hits one. You know, if he does that, he gets nine points and seven rebounds in like eighteen minutes. Uh, did they count his block three in the corner? MSU was setting a national record for most threes swatted in the corner this year. By the way, (laughs) if you haven't caught on to that yet, I mean, I I can go without seeing another one of those. Unless it's game, you're you're allowed those because you're automatic from the corner. But man. Everyone else, like, just please, like, they're... Anyway. Yeah, but it was nice. I thought he was good and provided some energy, a much-needed kind of spark because, you know, other role-player-type guys, uh, Watts was not good. Hogard did not have a good game. Marble, I thought, did some decent things, like, defensively and was, like, kind of being tough in there, but I thought he was kind of... Yeah, fine. eh. He was fine. Yeah. yeah, Hauser was terrible. Malik Hall uh, did not have a good game as well. No, Malik's been kind of iffy ever since the return to action here. Yeah, yeah but... he has. You know, it's nice to see his foster lawyer get four assists and only one turnover. I know he go. wasn't awesome that's, and he missed all three Foss. of his threes. Yeah. If he would, yeah, I wish he would have hit one. And it's, you know, it's nice to have someone who can hit free throws down the stretch. You feel pretty good about it, I mean... right? <laughs> Listen, guys. Like, if you guys haven't already <laughs> right? caught on by now, like the, the the bar is pretty close to the floor with some things that we're just trying to see at this point. I, I'm sure everyone just, shares the same sentiment too. But man, just competence. Like, I okay, just, not asking a lot here. I just don't want my point guard to punt the ball around everywhere. Yes. Like, yes. I, I want a, a center to box out and get a rebound every once in a while. Like, I, I don't know. Call yeah. me greedy, but I. <laughs> the starting point guard had four assists, only one turnover. And made all his champagne down the stretch yeah, without right. turning it over. That is a win. <laughs> Ticker tape parade on Grand River, baby. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to hear another word about Foster Lawyer playing because, dear God, I'm not sure any other point guard could have done that, no. <laughs> which is so bad to say. Speaking of point guard, and listen, hey, Hogard, I, I, I think he's going to be an, uh, a great player here, so this isn't ripping on him, but they had a lineup in the first half where the play was seemingly drawn up for an A.J. Hogard corner three, and when I saw that, I was like, what What are we even doing here right now? Like, what what kind of a lineup is, is this on the court right now at this minute? Yeah. So I, the lines are still an issue. Shooting's a work in progress for, for A.J. I, I, I know it is. I know it is. So why are we drawing a place for him for open threes in the corner? <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah, it'd be like that sometimes, I guess. Oh, well. It do be like that sometimes. All right. We'll pause here. We'll come back. And just real quick, we can talk about Traverse Tillman. Mm, okay. Because um, we never got to it. And honestly, do you really want to talk more basketball? Tomorrow's show as we preview Penn State. Uh, oh, yeah. 
First word from Built Bar. Built Bar. Build those bars. Matt, did you get your Built Bar package in the mail? I got a Built Bar package in the mail, Will. What was in that Built Bar package? It was a box of coconut chocolate chunk Built Bars. I don't like coconut. Dude. These were good. Th- built, I, I I'm was not like, kidding. Okay. Built Bar has made me like coconut. Because like, they gave us like, a sampler okay. box like a, a year and a half ago, and I tried the coconut one. I was like, you know what? This coconut stuff kind of slaps, actually. And now like I'm eating Samoas. Like, hey, dude. Built Bill Bar. <laughs> Bill Bar is so good. It, it, it's brought me on to a new food. It's great. Change your life. Uh, I'm not even sure if those are out yet. I think they're Ooh, either out soon. Ooh. But, like, yeah, th- those things were good. Um, Matt, Bill Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It is. Point blank. It is. My, uh, my in-laws were staying at the house this weekend, and my uh, mother-in-law was like, oh, I've been meaning to try those. I wanted to order some, but I didn't know, you know, know which ones to get. And I let her try whichever one it was. It might have been German chocolate cake, I think. And then mm. she was mm-hmm. like, this is the best. This is like a candy bar. She literally said that. I was like, I know. That's the whole thing. It's yeah. crazy. Um, <laughs> the bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. And they're not just delicious on your taste buds, Matt. They're delicious on, on the body. body. They're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber. Great for a keto diet, Matt. Ooh. Look at you getting yeah. fancy. Nice. Yeah. Fitness beacon over here. Yeah. So go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKDOWN, one word, LOCKDOWN, and you'll get 20% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKDOWN for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Join us tomorrow on Lockdown Spartans, where we will be breaking it down. Michigan State hosting Penn State, a, a chance to get an actual quality win in the Big Ten. Yeah, because that Duke game isn't a quality win anymore. That, that keeps <sighs> going back and forth. That's like the snip, snap, it's, snip, snap thing. Like, ah, boy. I know. And, like, uh, Notre Dame's like, hey, we won 4-6. Like, oh, Notre Dame, keep it going. Yeah, what? <laughs> yeah, this is, it's another must win. But, yeah, we will talk about that tomorrow. Okay, so we didn't get to this because uh, there was just a million things going on. I was kind of hoping this would be our new bit of, like, keep on teasing this segment but not ever actually do it because things keep <laughs> on popping up. But, ah, here we are. We're, we're going to talk about it. Yeah. Um, Michigan State. Went internal with their additional on-field assistant coach hiring Traveris Tillman. Uh, he's a name that we had talked about as one of these good options potentially uh, that were kind of on the realistic side. Uh, he was Mel Tucker's defensive backs coach at Colorado, worked with Tucker as a defensive, uh, I think he was a defensive analyst at Georgia, as a defensive assistant, not on-field um, at Georgia, when Tucker was the defensive coordinator there, Tillman is a younger coach. He played in the NFL for seven seasons, played college football at Georgia Tech, is from Georgia, has roots in there. And Matt, well, I think he's going to be a really good hire. I, I know it's like, I like hearing that from uns- you. Yeah. It's, it's unsexy. To just promote sure. someone with from within, and you want Steve Clinksdale, or you want a big name here, big name there, right? Yeah, right on. Yes, yes, definitely yes. I think Tillman is an outstanding hire. Um, we've already been seeing just a bunch of pieces from the recruiting folks like who have reached out to players and stuff like that after this. Like, hey, did you get a chance to meet with Tillman? Like, oh, yeah, I love Coach Tillman. Like, because he's already got a connection with him. He's a younger guy. He's from Georgia. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. the there's a couple Georgia defensive backs they're recruiting. There's a kid from Louisiana too that they're all like, yeah, 
we've already connected. He seems really great. Like he's a younger guy, can relate to him. He's played in the NFL. Like I think he's going to be a hell of a recruiter as well. And you know he's working under Harlan Barnett technically because Barnett's now the secondary coach and he's the cornerbacks coach. Tillman is. Mm-hmm. I think it's like a really just smart move, and it makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to be like fuming over here that we didn't get Clink Scale or you know any of the other. Um... I guess assistants around the country that have been named and are recruiting savvy because yeah, like you can't, okay. You know, you can't beat, I was going to say you can't beat that pedigree. You absolutely can. But like, that is a solid pedigree that you're bringing onto the staff from what was an an assistant role. So yeah, I mean, bummed that's not clink scale. Sure. A little bit, but at the same time, like hearing you talk about it and seeing his pedigree, it's like, okay, yeah. Do you know what? Fine. I'm I'll fine. I'll I'll roll with you one more time. Let's let's go baby. So, Yeah, he's like, uh, if you just sort of looked at his resume and where he's been before, and he's like, okay, we got an NFL, former NFL defensive back who was uh, an assistant coach at Georgia for a while and then was a power five defensive backs coach, didn't get fired, Mm -hmm. moved to a new job with a new coach. Like, what do you think their job is? You're like, oh, or did they take over his defensive coordinator? Nope. They were a senior defensive assistant because there were so many former defensive coordinators already on the defensive staff. Like that dude should have been a power five position coach last year. And I'm sure him Mm -hmm. and Tucker, when they were talking about like, look, there's just not going to be room on the staff this year. I'm inheriting a a two year contract at $650,000 for Mike Tressel. Yeah. We're going to, you know, I'm hiring this person as my DC Harlan Barnett wants to come back as defensive backs coach. It's just give it a year kind of thing. I wouldn't be surprised like, hey, you're going to be a defensive backs coach again in a year. Just give it a year. And, like, honestly, and now I'm so like, deep in the spin zone where it's like, hey, you know what? Hell yeah. I'm he was the first team to get a crack at him being a position coach. Like, let, let's let's reap the benefits, <laughs> man. Like, let's go. Yeah, I'm I'm drinking the Kool-Aid, Will. You, you've got me sold. Fantastic. I think he's going to be a really good recruiter, too. I mean, uh, the, the early returns are nice. I mean, yeah, obviously, like, no, like, recruiters are going to be like, oh, yeah, talk to him. Dude sucks. Like, everyone's going to talk highly about him. But, like, I mean, hey, like, the, the pedigree combined with the youth, too, which uh, I don't know how, like, much that really matters. I like to think a lot, though, so, yeah, it's enough to, to get me excited here. Yeah, definitely. Uh, all right. Anything else that we didn't get to in any sort of football-y things that we need to. Yeah, Le'Veon Bell should have got more touches today. That was the issue. That's why they had Mahomes <laughs> scrambling for his life out there. Who, who has ran more today? Uh, an, an English Premier League midfielder or Patrick Mahomes oh uh, on his dropbacks? Like, d- dude was running for his life out there well, whenever tough. the ball was snapped. Um, so, yeah, play Le'Veon, have him chip a few uh, defensive ends once in a while, and, well, Chiefs win their second Super Bowl in a row. I don't know what to tell you. That was tough. Um Tough, so, tough game, but hey, it wasn't Rams Patriots, so it was, it's fine in my book. That's about barn on the worst Super Bowl we'll ever watch, so it was all good in the hood. Yeah, and I did pretty well in my bet, so. Oh, I did it, but I had a good time okay. doing it anyway. That's that bet responsibly, kids. Lost every bet, but go. I'm not sweating anything here, so it's nice. Lost every bet and was down $13. That's yeah, actually <laughs> kind of pretty much close to where I'm at right now, so that's why I'm not sweating, Will. <laughs> Fantastic. All right, that's going to do it for us here on Lockdown Spartans. Thanks so much for joining us on today's episode. We'll be back tomorrow to preview Michigan State and Penn State. Matt, give us some trivia. Topical trivia, topical trivia. It is February 8th. What former Spartans player was a backup quarterback? 
No. What Spartan? Brian Hoyer. Yep, there we go. Yep, yep. It was uh, what former Spartan's quarterback was a bag of quarterback in the New England Patriots squad that won the Super Bowl 53. All right, yeah, Brian Hoyer. All right, guys, go green. Go away.